Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of the Lower League Look. Um, again, guys, last week doubled our uh, our listeners. To be yeah. fair, when I say doubled, that first week when we talk about how we had four people listening, we had 700 and odd last week. Wow. That's good going. That's crazy. Um, 698 of them, I think, were Oldham fans, which I'm going <laughs> to touch on straight away. I'm going to thank yeah. Chris last week. It was phenomenal for coming on. Yeah. Um, and we invited Oldham fans to challenge him and to come on and say, I don't agree with what he's saying. I've had so many comments from Oldham fans and not one Oldham fan has disagreed with a word that he said. And I think had he not done that speech at the end, they possibly may have done. But that speech at the end was essentially just saying, it doesn't matter what my thoughts are, no matter what your thoughts are, Oldham is why we're doing this. And I watched it back and I was like, yes, I stood on my chair, I was fist pumping. It's like, here we go. Um, so yeah, episode four, we, no Oldham fans. I think we all really enjoyed seeing the Oldham results after that as well, yeah, and seeing them doing well. But do you know what I'm really, really disappointed in? I'm disappointed in the Oldham social media team that they've not picked up on hashtag Shesurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, that, yeah. Is, that is sitting there. It's ready for them to take. Why don't they yeah. just go hashtag Shesurrection? Like... It's, it's better than the great escape, isn't it? Come on, Oldham social media team, Oldham. get on it. You know Shesurrection. And you're right, and, and that's the thing. And, and one thing that wasn't in the chat last week uh, was an agreement that I had with Chris, was that I said, if Shezza keeps them up, I'm going to buy an Oldham shirt with Sir Sheridan 6 on the back. And do you know what? I watched them on. I watched the game on Saturday against Scunthorpe, and I thought they were well deserved three points. Uh, they had a, an absolute deliberate uh, penalty turned down. How it wasn't a penalty was ridiculous. They were they were literally playing against twelve men. There's no doubt about it. However, they managed to sneak that win, and their fans were absolutely fantastic all the way through the game. The support, the club seems to be. I know they've still got some issues. But you know what? I think the feel-good factor is slowly coming back to Oldham, and I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to stay up. It's the magic. I, I, it's I the agree. Fond-up effect. It is the fond-up <laughs> effect. However, injured first game, concussed, um, which means if what Chris told me is right, he won't be playing Bradford. Um, I think that would be his last game of his because he's got to have a. Con- I think it was like a concussion break, so they've got to have a certain amount of time off. And I think the Bradford game will be the last one he misses. Um, Bradford strike one. Yeah, but the but the the thing, yeah. Can you imagine if he jumps for another header? Um, but we uh, we did agree that if he scores in his first three games, and that that doesn't include the games. Obviously, Chris was like, "Well, he's he's out injured." And we're like, "No, it's games that he plays." Because if, if he comes off in the bench in the ninetieth minute, unfortunately, that's counted as a game. Because I'm not I'm not being any more lenient on this. I really don't want to buy an Oldham shirt with fond up on the back. I'm not going to lie, but. Um, it still stands. So the yeah, two in two under under Shez. Um, yeah, Shez erection. I think Oldham fans, if you're listening, tweet this out, share the video, hashtag Shez erection, tag the club, tag the players. Just just try and it's got to work. It's got to be a thing. Let's get um, Shez. Let's try. Let's try and get it going from here. Hashtag Shez erection. You heard it here first. Yes, you did. So we speaking at the bottom of the league because. Unfortunately, Oldham, you are still there at the minute. Walsall, big news this week. We're going into League Two, um, sacking the manager. Yeah. What do you think? Grant, I know you've got some strong opinions on this. It's It's been coming. 
it's been coming. I think we spoke about we spoke about Walsall a couple of times, saying that they've been really, really struggling. Well, it's not my strong opinions on it. I've been going through Walsall fans' Twitter pages. I've been going through the fan message boards, seeing what the fans have had to say for it. Do you know what? A lot of them are really, really sympathetic towards Matty Taylor. Mm. I'm when I'm when I, I'm not going to give a percentage on it. I'm. They don't seem to blame him at all. They blame Jamie Fullerton for what's going on on everything. So I am. Who is Jamie Fullerton? Sorry, so who is my understanding of it? Walsall fans, correct me if I'm wrong. He's basically like their director of football or technical director. He's like an and, Ed Woodward for them. Yeah, it seems to be the case. And he's been in charge of recruitment for everything. He's brought in Matty Taylor, who's had no managerial experience really at all. Been in charge of a lot of the signings. They've been really critical with their striker signings as well. In January, they signed Devante Rodney. Well, he signed Devante Rodney, who is openly injured. And he's been struggling at Bristol in Bristol Rovers for game time because he is chronically injured. And he's brought him in going, he is the the striker to take us forward. And I I just don't see why. So, yeah, a lot of the fans have been extremely critical of Fullerton and they're going, we don't even trust him to bring in the new manager and to back him. And what manager would actually want to play under him and the toxicity that's at the club with him? So it's it's an interesting one. It is. It is interesting, and I think I me, me and Chris spoke just before you came on. Grant, me and Chris spoke about um, one or two things happens when you sack a manager. Your your players either all band together, and it's it's a good thing, and they get a, a, a decent string of results under them, or they, they're going to crumble. And I've looked at the, the bottom of the league and. I think it's we. Uh, to be fair, a couple of weeks ago we said Oldham looked like they were going to be the first side that dropped out of the league. Um, it looks like Scunthorpe now. Scunthorpe are on a, an absolutely terrible run, and I think Scunthorpe fans are quite sort of resigned to that. Scunny fans, if you want to talk about it and you want to, you know, say you're not and you want you think that there's a reason why, I'd love to hear it. But for me, there's four sides that are in that fight with Scunthorpe, and that's Carlisle, Barrow, Oldham, and now Walsall. So what I've done, and this is a little thing for you here, guys. I've looked at each of those four sides and I've looked at the next five games because I think you don't really look much further than that with injuries and stuff. Your next five games you try and sort of look at. And I've tried to see where they can get points. And I want to know if you guys agree with me on this. I'm going to start with Carlisle's. Carlisle's next five games are Colchester, Swindon, Orient, Rochdale, and Oldham. So five games, 15 points. I've got Carlisle picking up two points in that. I mean, they've got an and easier that's... run than Walsall, I'll say that for a start. And I've, I've got their games written down here as well. Grant, you're not going to like my predictions on Walsall. I, <laughs> Carlisle, I think he... Yeah, they seem to be in free fall. Um, I will mention, though, don't forget Scunny won on Tuesday. They did win on Tuesday, didn't they? Yes, they did win on Tuesday. Tuesday. Ten men. So Ten men as well. Is... The gap is, you know, very close to Carlisle. Now, Carlisle are in big danger. Um, I don't think you're far on with two points. I think that is that that is fair. Mm-hmm. It's a, for, for me, it's a point against Orient and it's a point against um, a point against Rochdale. 
I think they lose Colchester, Swindon, and Oldham. Um, you may disagree yeah. on that, which, but that that to me, I can't see them picking up a win. I just like you say, they're in they're in free fall. Um, they they have got a game in hand on Scunny, um, but I I just I can't see where the points are going to come from. Um, the next I looked at was was Barrow, and Barrow have got Stevenage, Exeter, Harrogate, Bristol, and Walsall. And I've got them picking up six points. I was going to say... Yeah, yeah, it's going to say against Walsall. And who was two games before? Uh, I've got... Harrogate. See, I've got them losing to Harrogate, and I've got them winning against Stevenage. I think they'll win this weekend. Yeah, I I, I think you're probably fair, actually. Um, Are they home or away for Harrogate? Uh, For Harrogate, let me just double check. They're in really kind of mixed... Form obviously they beat Bradford on Saturday, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, but they're kind of on Arrow got spanked on Saturday. Uh, oh, sorry, on Tuesday, by the way. Yeah, Arrow true. did. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. They're, quite they're, a lot. they're, at, they're at home on Saturday to Stevenage, and I think that. they should. They've, they've, do you know what? I think I think we all agreed that in the transfer window, January transfer window, they were the they were the club. They they made the best signings, and I, I think that six points from a possible fifteen. I think. They've they've got that. I, I don't think they've got that in them. Maybe maybe the, the, the six points come from somewhere oh, else. Oh my days! What a strike! I, 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 I told you because you you, you you obviously you said to me you said oh I've been told that he he lobbed from far out. I was like it weren't a lob. It oh, was my dad. He was he was watching. Yeah. He said he lobbed him, but that he just pinged it. He seen Killip off his line. And he yeah. just pinged it. Incredible. What a strike from Rooney! But that's typical Rooney for you. You know, he's done that everywhere he's gone. He's yeah. he's a great footballer, really is. Right. He's just three three great great goals in mm. that game. So Rooney's goal phenomenal, and then Molyneux for us two I phenomenal goals from Molyneux this summer. Well, he runs out of contract in the summer, so it's crucial really? that we it's crucial that we keep on to, uh, we keep hold of him. He's a he's he is. If we don't do anything this season, which I don't think we will go up this season or even get to the playoffs, it's crucial that we keep him going forward. He was criminally underused under Chalina and he's just performing so well in this league. How he how he wasn't in the team of the week this week, I don't know. But yeah, three great goals in that game. I, I, I saw the Rooney goal. I, I didn't see the others, but I'll, I'll have a look. Don't you worry. I'll have a look. So that's Barrow is six points. Uh, it's, just, it's a win against Stevenage, and then they beat they beat Walsall. Um, Oldham. <laughs> I've actually got out of the four teams that I'm talking about here. I think Oldham are going to perform the best. I think they're going to get eight points from the next fifteen, and that's a, a draw at Newport or a draw against Newport. I don't know if it's home mm-hmm. or away, but um, I think Bradford are going to beat them. And Chris, I know I'm trying. I'm not going to predict the game. That's all I'm going to say on it. That's. Yeah. I think they're going to lose there. I think they'll beat Colchester. I think they'll draw against Crawley. And um, yeah, I think they'll they'll beat Carlisle. Um, so that's that's eight points for them. And Shares Erection carries on. Shares Erection mm-hmm. carries yeah, on. I think that's fair, and I think that that could, you know that that could be them climbing well out of that position. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, Walsall. Walsall, weirdly, so obviously Carlisle have got, sorry, Barrow have got Walsall as their fifth game, but Walsall have got one of their gaming hands before that. So I've got them, they've, they've got a horrific run. The, the run is howling. If, you, got, if, you're, if you're in free fall, you've sacked your manager, you 
do not want this run of games coming up. No. Come on then. So, Go on, Chris. In fact, can we let can we let Chris? Yeah, let, have a guess. Have a guess. So five five games coming up for them. I would say that three of the five. Three of the five are four of the five. Sorry, are sorry. A, a horrific. Game. Okay, Forest Green. Yep. Yep. Tranmere. Yep. Yep. Mansfield. No. Thankfully Ooh. for them, not. Port Vale. Nope. No. Go on, give me the ones. Swindon. So Swindon yeah. the ninth. Northampton. Northampton. Yeah. And the fifth game, Hartlepool. Oh. I've got them picking up four points from Ooh, these five games. Well, I've got, well gonna, I think they're going to turn Hartlepool over. <laughs> yeah, I know the only reason you think that is because they're at because home. Because it's a, it's a, yeah, it's away at Walsall and Hartlepool don't win away from home. So I think, I think, I think if I'm a Walsall fan or if I'm a Walsall player right now, I'm looking at those five games and I'm thinking, I, the, the play in the top three, I'm thinking, write those games off. You've, you've got to write those games off. It's not going to happen. Um, I think you've got to be looking at beating Hartlepool, and you've got to be looking at trying to get a draw against Swindon. That that's all I can all I can see with it. Um, I think I think it may be, they've got Barrow. They, yeah, that's when the Barrow game comes, which is it's difficult, isn't it? It's that that would that would essentially plunge Carlisle into the the, the bottom two, but. And this is where we spoke about Scunny getting the win the other night. Scunny aren't playing any of these four sides in the next five games. Scunny are playing teams that are higher up. So Scunthorpe, we're just going to just because we, you know we, we'll have a look. Scunthorpe's fixtures, they've got Swindon, then they've got Rochdale, um, then they've got Northampton, then Sutton. So their run's not much better than Walsall's here. Yeah, then, then, they've got, then they've got Crawley. Um, so that's their that's a five. So uh, Swindon, Rochdale, Northampton, Sutton, and Crawley. I they they are when we talk about free fall, they yeah. are beyond free fall. And I, I think and I think what you're saying as well is that you know you're right with the next five games. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna pretty much know. I know it sounds crazy already. We're going to pretty much know who is going to be the ones. If Walsall, for me, if they lose all of those games, I think we could be looking at them going down. I really, really do. I think that they're obviously in huge free fall right now. Could yeah. it be Walsall? Could could someone have a last-minute uh, great escape? I think so. I think this is going to be interesting. Got the worst um, form in the league of Walsall. Worst form in the league. Was have they lost the last seven? Yeah, seven now. Um but here's the thing. Here's what could save Walsall for for me. Carlisle being worse. Yeah. That that could be the thing. Carlisle being worse. It, yeah. it could be a case of Walsall have got to, to try and get something out of these next five games. If they don't, it could be that their fate's not even in their hands anyway. Because if Carlisle still don't get anything out of theirs, I think. I mean, to be fair, if they all lose all these games, then we could be sat here in five games time. Five games time with me with another set, another hour's work, writing down all the fixtures and trying well, to guess, and we could be starting it again. But and there goes us going. Why do we make predictions? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we're not very good. Do you remember week yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, we so, right. 
I think so the, guys, the thing is, it kind of, when we're going on the Walsall there, I think what a lot of people won't know is our pilot episode that's unseen. We had a Walsall <laughs> fan that we were chatting to. And we're like, who's your star player? And it was a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I am gonna get him I am gonna talk to him. Um yeah. and see if he can get a better internet connection and get him back on because their season has just gone from yeah, we I spoke need. to him the day of our game, the day of our game, and he messaged me and he I think he, I can't remember what he said, it was something like he he just said smash and grab. And I was like, and yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. there was a that's, point. that's what you want. There was a point between pools. There was a um Bradford and Walsall at that point. Yeah, we were all in completely different directions. Yeah, crazy. Well, you guys, you haven't moved, have you? You've just no, we've stayed. stayed. We've gone a couple of places higher, but that's it. And Walsall have just plummeted. And gone so, football. yeah, his, his name's Andrew. It was Andrew, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I'll uh, if if you are watching, I know he does watch. I'll I'll get I'll be in touch, and uh, yeah, it would be interesting to get you on at some stage. But we have actually got someone joining us tonight. Um, we asked last week for either an Oldham fan to come back to us, or we spoke about a Mansfield fan or a, a Forest Green fan. We have a Mansfield fan for next week, ready to go. Couldn't do this week, um, which was fine because we actually had a Forest Green fan. We found one. We found a Forest Green fan. It took until last night, <laughs> so it took six days to find one. And then, uh, yeah, so that was here going he is. through the broccoli in Asda. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was. I was literally laying a, a trail of, of of like peas outside, <laughs> just up up the motorway trying to get them here. Um, so yeah, guys. Um, this is Sean. Sean's going to be joining us now to talk about Forest Green and the uh, good season they've had. What are you talking about? So, we are joined now by Sean. Oh, I've got the point right, guys. Sean, at Dark Shell Code. You, you can explain that a little bit, but Sean is a Forest Green fan. Uh, joining us, I mean, one of 12. <laughs> Sean, we're gonna we're gonna make a lot of jokes about that, but you know, do you know say, what? We've got that many. <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, it comes from a place of jealousy. I think um, a yeah. massive place of jealousy this season from from all three of us. Like we 100%. all thought that our clubs were going to be there. Um, Sean, Forest Green fan, um, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself. Why you follow? Why you follow Forest Green first of all, and how long for? Uh, yeah, and... cheers, man. Um, thanks for having me. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, basically, I started following them, um, I think it was like 2005, uh, just after I left secondary school. Um, my best mate, Dan, his uncle, like in the 90s, um, and my my family were ever really into football, but I was like football mad, used to watch everything on the TV. Uh, so we caught the bus at one time, it was, it was obviously our local club, and um and from then on, like I just loved going up there. It was it was just like such a good experience watching live football. Obviously, they were non-league then. Dale wasn't the owner; they didn't have a, any money, um, and they were they were part time when I first started going up. Then they went mm. full time, and then they ran into a load of money problems, and they went back part time, and then that's when Dale came in. Like I think it was about five years later. So, yeah, I don't know. I just loved it. And obviously now it's just progressed because obviously Dale's come in. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange one. The, the story, I think, of Forest Green is, is, well, there's nothing like it. We spoke about this last week. Um, the, the vegan thing. Are you are you a vegan yourself? No. Uh, majority of fans aren't. 
there are some that have started following the club because they're vegan. Yeah. Um, oh. But before, you know, one of the rare ones who's obviously had a burger up there because obviously before they'll come in, they did sell burgers. Um, and there's still quite a few people like that. But what do you eat I now have, then on a match day? I do. I do eat the food on a match day. Like to be fair, it's actually quite nice food. Um, mm. I've heard quite a few folks saying that, by the way. Like a lot but of folks going yeah. and expecting to go. Oh, this is going to be rubbish. And mm. then when they come out, they go. Actually, it's all right. You never see anyone. You know how you see on Twitter people going. Oh, this is the burger or the the chips and cheese that I got from this ground, and it's like a pokey chips with a little bit of square plastic cheese on it. Yeah, I, I never no, really seen. I've never heard anything bad about the food at Forest Green. To be fair, as much as we slag it off. No, I think I think what it is is like I said, people like to go there and have have your normal uh, pie or burger or whatever. Um, obviously, the way and like I've always said it in. I, I don't disagree. Like, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, he should put a meat menu on for, you know, people and give them the choice, which is right. But when your belief as a vegan is like animals and things like that, it's not easy to put a meat menu on. So it's a principle thing, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. That, like, go and don't eat it. Like, how do you feel? Do you like leave a game and go and do like a, a Kurt Zuma when you get home and just boot your cat just to even things out a bit? <laughs> <laughs> like, because I, I think I'd, I'd feel obliged to to just stop and just on the way home, just pull the car over and just just punch a sheep in the forehead, just just just, just balance. To be to be honest, mate, I I genuinely I don't really like. I don't really think about it. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's an hour and a half yeah. or two hours. You know, it's not a big thing, is it? I mean, there um, goes our I mean, invite to Forest Green now, isn't it? Liam now says he's if he ever goes, he's going to punch a sheep on the way back. So do you know, funny funny story. I actually got on really well with. Like, when did did you sack your manager this season at some stage, or was it last season? Right. Mm-hmm. So your manager this season, I actually got on really really well with. I had a chat with him earlier this season when when you guys played us, and I asked him about the vegan stuff, and he said, you know, when the when the players are at the club, they respect it. They have to. It's part of the, the you know the culture within the club. But when it comes to away games, they're allowed to, to sort of eat a bit differently, which I think that's good. And I like that the fact that the owner knows that. Obviously, he's never going to stop them doing that, but it's it's not something that they, they hide away. They're not sat in a corner trying to sneak a burger or you know, no, a, that's, a sausage or that's something. The other, but... That's the other side of it as well, is like... Um, people, like he's always said, like, he's come and try something different. Mm. people to eat it um, and I believe he did say oh I saw I think I went I can't remember where I've seen or read it but he doesn't stop people I think taking their own food if they wanted to anyway so it's like you always get people who are I'm going to sneak in my own bacon sarnie and it's just like <laughs> I don't think he's that bothered like if you, if that's you just let him do, do it anyway yeah you crack on and do it he's never said like you can't, and, and it's the same with the players. And I know that for a fact. He doesn't force the players to eat vegan. No, no one at the club does. No. It's purely if you want the club to supply you the food, it will be vegan food. 
but I think you know, well, the, I mean, the training ground and things, I think, is 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 vegan, which is is expected. But that thing there, you know, he doesn't stop people bringing their own food, and it's when he goes up into the away end, there him was and a... George Foreman sat <laughs> frying some bacon for the stand. There was a picture that came across on online somewhere in in the paper, I think, of Forest Green players eating in Subway after a loss. And everyone made a big thing of it, and it was just like they're choosing to go and eat in Subway. Like no, yeah. like he doesn't care. Yeah, that's, that's the exact thing. That's the thing I quite like about Dale Vince. I was listening to a podcast um, with him today. I before we came on it, he he finds it quite funny. He's he, I think he's quite a funny guy. The way he was going, on, he's like, yeah, like when we're around the club, this is this is the lifestyle that we that we live. And we go with uh, in in the club grounds, and he says everyone takes the piss. But he says I really like that, and he thrives off that and takes the piss back out of them. Yeah, you don't you don't take anything seriously, and I think the biggest example of that would be Tramia. I mean, there's always been a little bit of a rivalry there from the non-league because obviously we beat him in the playoffs. Yeah, um, you know, and I think, and actually, it's only the other Saturday when we beat them. Their fans were really, really decent, and it. And they, I actually seen a tweet to Dale, and they were like, "Dale, to be fair, you take everything that's thrown at you, and you give it all back, and you're actually quite funny." Uh, their main problem led with Mark Cooper. What rival fans don't realise is us Forest Green fans hated Mark Cooper probably more than they did. I mean, they only had to put up with him for two games a season. We had to put up with him for forty six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here you are, so. I suppose a question is one word sum up your season so far because you know wheels could fall off yet but yeah, sum up your season um, probably a little surprised I expected us to well didn't expect us to do this well yeah um, I, mean, I thought we were good for top three I never thought we would have been this far ahead yeah. You've been phenomenal this season. You have been absolutely phenomenal. And we mentioned last week as well, we said, you know, Grant mentioned about the wheels falling off. Sure, you just mentioned it as well. I can't see it. I can't see it's the wheels falling off. Um, nah. I think the football that you play is is phenomenal. I love your wing backs. I do, and I said this as well last week. I think you've got the best two wing backs in the league. Um, and Matty Stevens, I mean, what the hell? He was he was a he was a Peterborough before, right? Um, and went on. Yeah, the he was at Peterborough. I think he was out on loan. When we signed him. Yeah, we signed wow. him under Mark Cooper. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, he played quite a few times under Mark Cooper, but he didn't really score. Yeah. I, he had quite a few appearances, but he couldn't. And then we put him out on loan to Stevenage, or Mark Cooper put him out on loan to Stevenage. And he had the same, I don't know what went on there, but something happened there because obviously uh, when we when he scored against them at the start of the season, I saw Stevens' dad tweet then, just say like nothing against the club or the fans. But after the way Alex Revel treated my boy or something, uh-huh. like he, that, that's really deserved. Oh, or it's along them lines. So yeah. something went on there. Um, I don't know I what, mean- but then... I've probably got to eat, eat my own words a little bit because I genuinely thought we should have got rid of him in the summer. Uh, yeah, in the summer. Because, like I said, he had a good run under, of games under Cooper and didn't do anything. 
and then he went to Stevenage in the scene. So he's completely proved me wrong. I, I wasn't expecting to do what he's done. It, it uh, does happen. It does happen massively. Josh, I think Josh Morris, Chris was the was was born, yeah, wasn't there? Absolutely. He was. He, yeah. We we got rid of him, and they went to to Scunthorpe. And but it, I mean, he had one really one season. He's he's not done it since. But that one season that he had was yeah. incredible. Um, go, sorry, man. Go carry on. I was just, just going to say, just just to throw some some stats at you for your season: nineteen wins, eight draws, two losses. Man. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's a surprise to everybody. Here's the thing. Chris mentioned, Chris said about the the way that they play, phenomenal. And you've got to, I suppose, you know, the top of the league are running away with it. But Chris, do you remember when they played us early this season? Yeah. I didn't think they were. And that's that's not a knock. I genuinely, when you played us, we were... We were the better side, and that's not bitterness. Genuinely, no, 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 yeah. We we drew one. We drew one all. We drew one all. But I think the thing about that game was was the fact that you didn't play particularly well, yet you could have clinched it. Um, and it should I'll have been a goal. Though. It should have been disallowed their goal if you remember back. Yeah, was, yeah, but but I think it was strange one. It was kind of coming where there was like a foul or something in the builder. Well, your, yeah. yeah, your lad, your lad, uh, it was on Gilead. Your your lad went in. Took Gilead out, and the referee waved advantage to to you guys as if Gilead had done the foul and you guys had played up. Then there was another foul in the run up, and then I can't. Remember, I think there was it was possibly a foul on the keepers. Something happened, but it was it was insane. But genuinely, like you, yeah. And I, it sounds like we're coming off quite bitter, but for for me, like a lot in that game. I don't know if you were there. I don't know if did you go to the. I, no, I didn't make the Bradford yeah. one because I worked so, shifts. I worked four on four off, so I worked four Saturdays and I had four Saturdays off. Right. So in in that game, every time the ball went near you, when there was a Bradford player by floor, and it it happened a lot in that game. And yeah. I, I do remember coming away going. We should have been three 0 up at half time. I think Andy. You Cook said that. To, you, you said that to me after the game as well. I remember. And I, said, I remember yeah, saying to you, I, I said to Grant, I said, Forrest Green aren't going to walk this league if that's how they play. I said, it, 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 it was, it was as, essentially, we didn't play, we played, it's a story of our season, we were the better side. We just, yeah. we, did, we didn't create it. But you guys have, looking back, I've gone back through your season and most games you never, ever dominate possession. You don't have well, the most of the ball, but you make the most of when you get it. First game of the season, we played Sutton at home. Yeah. And pretty much tell you now that we beat them 2-1. Only just, it was like, they were probably the better side for most parts of that game. And someone actually said uh, in the crowd then, like, oh, we could be looking at a relegation scrap if we carry on doing this. Um, and... No, from I, we sort of got stronger as the season went on, and we have looked really good at most games. But like you've just said with the Bradford game, there is your game where we sort of don't probably perform to where our league position tells us. The thing is, uh, we all, yeah. you always fancy you guys to score every yeah. game. Yeah, well, we this go season into, we've scored like, a lot. Well, obviously we scored a lot of goals. You get two of the top three goal scorers in the league. As I said, we kind of were speaking about Matthew Stevens. He's on what twenty goals for the season, and yeah. Jamil Jamil Matt seventeen, and he's firing a load of assists for you as well. Yeah, and he done the same for you. He done the same for you last season. He's already equaled his goal tally this season. What he's done last season, it doesn't look like he's going to be stopping anytime soon. And I feel sorry for someone like Josh March. Now, yeah, 
he scores goals. Stevens have been so strong, he hasn't had a look in. And you when, can't drop a player that's doing what they're doing. No. Um, obviously, I think Matty Stevens just over the new year, um, tested positive for COVID, so he missed a couple of games. So March come in, and he scored like two goals in three games. Uh, Obviously, Matt was back, so uh, Matty Stevens was back, so he then got dropped back to the bench. And Matty Stevens has carried options. on where he left off. Yeah, it is. I, but, I, I mean, I feel sorry for Josh March, because he's such a professional lad. I mean, it, it must be so hard to sit on the bench, knowing... Probably your own potential. Yeah. Um, and How just not getting a look in. He's young. I think he's only like early 20s. So if you've got um, someone like March, you've got Stevens, Jamil Matt's not getting any younger. I mean, no. you're looking there, you've got almost a future front too. You're sitting there in Stevens. Mm. Yeah, March. Well, March is quite similar to, for me, it's quite a similar to striker to Stevens. Mm. And Stevens is only, I think, 23 or 20, 23. Yeah, 23. I mean, he can't be It pains me to say it, but I think, and I'd love March to be, uh, he's that sort of player. He works hard. He's professional. You know, he doesn't cause a, a stink. Behind, you know, you can see the togetherness in the whole squad, the way they are. But I think for, to, for him, he needs, he will need to move on. Um, and that's a bad thing to... we'll take him if, if, you, if you're looking to get rid of him we don't mind to be honest him. any team who needs a goal scorer they need to go after March I'm telling you right, he will go. be a decent striker so that's 23 teams in League 2 that are knocking on his door. So that's, <laughs> that's who uh, that's who Walsall won't be signing then <laughs> well to be yeah. fair he actually comes from the closest League team yeah he's Walsall he comes from that way. No wow. way. So for you then, yeah, a question for you about the, the 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 potential because obviously you're going to go up. We we said this last before the Tranmere game. We said that that was the the game. Either you got dragged back into it if you didn't win, yeah. or if you beat them, that was that was the league. It was done. It was finished, and you didn't yeah. just win. You destroyed them. Um, that mirrored my words basically. That's what I was saying. So looking up at League One. What do you think about next season? Where, how far do you think this team can go without major investment in the squad? How far do you think it can go? Because you're looking next season. Rotherham are going up. By the same similar vein to you guys. It's the same points. Rotherham are probably going to go yeah. up here. You've got it's, two of these are going to go up, but just for for example, Wigan, MK Dons, Sunderland, Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, Bolton, Portsmouth, Charlton. There's some big names in that, that league. Yeah. What do you see yourselves doing next year without if, without major investment? You're going to make changes, but what's yeah. it going to be? If if we kept the team we got, I think we're probably looking around. I I would say probably around mid table. I've been a relegation fair. scrap. Yeah. Um, and I just think going up to League One and playing that sort of caliber of sides, I couldn't see us really going for a promotion push either. I think we'd probably just be a comfortable mid-table side. Possibly, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see that as being a bad thing for a club the size of Forest Green where they are at the moment because I was looking what Nailsworth's a small, small place where they're based, isn't it? You're talking about 5,500 yeah, people that live there. 
And getting a getting a club to the stature that Forest Green are after having a relatively short time coming up through the conference. And I think, as you said, unless the right investment comes in, it has to be the right investment for Forest Green. Um, because Vince won't take any anything other than anything sustainable coming into the club. No, um, I mean... He's, what is it he said? He wouldn't... If someone came up and handed him a golden ticket and said, I will give you X amount, and this pretty much guarantees you to get into the championship or even enough to get into the Premier League. If it's not the right type of investment, he wouldn't take it. It has to be sustainable investment for him to go forward. And I think to keep going the way that he's going and doing it, it's it's admirable. And I think getting into League One is a huge, huge achievement for the club. Yeah, I mean, obviously people tar Forest Green with as a money club, obviously, because Stales. In the National League days, I'd agree with them. Obviously, he did put money into getting promoted out of the National League. Since we've gone into League Two, he has balanced the books quite a lot more. The off-field structure that they've they've got in with like to help him financially, things like that is huge. I think we're I've seen something the other day we're like eighth on budget in League Two. Um, so I don't think he put put major money into the club in League One. Um. I think you're right. He's only going to do what's right for the club. But it's a bit of an awkward one because a lot of our players are out of contract in the summer as well. A lot of the best players. So... If he's got a League One, if he's got League One, I can only see you keeping your better players though. They'll want to surely prove themselves at that higher level and, and what have a, come and in. Have there, a go. Yeah. yeah, it depends. Got... It just depends what offers come in. Yeah. If you've got the Sunderland the new sniffing he's around new facility. you. You got Sunderland sniffing around you. I mean, you'd be stupid to not take a Sunderland offer, regardless of whether they're League One. It's not even Sunderland as well, though. I mean, you you look at League One players dropping down into the National League for you know for Stockport, for Wrexham, for those clubs. It, it's the money's there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all but... about whether the players want to play or whether they want to earn money. And lower league football, the the money is always, I think, too hard to, to turn down because they don't earn I mean... enough to be able to retire at the end of their career. Cheltenham lost Ben Tozer to Wrexham. Yeah. But I don't I genuinely don't think Cheltenham have any money whatsoever. Um obviously they won the league last season, but for me the League Two is probably the poorest league last season than it has ever been. I know people said it's quite poor this year. I don't think it's as poor this year. I think Forrest Green would have been promoted last year, but we had a yeah, key injury to Jamil Matt. We had a key injury to Dan Sweeney, who was massive for us in the midfield. And Nicky Cadden was... He, he missed a lot of games, but it wasn't like a long-term injury, but we kept rushing him back from like a hamstring. So then he'd come back for like 45 minutes, and then where he'd rushed him back, he'd injure himself and go for another month. Yeah, and I just think... I think we were like this year. two wins away from... Or one they'll win away from actually being, being promoted top three. So I think had them players stayed fit, we would have gone up last year. But injuries killed us. But the other thing with that is Mark Cooper. He yeah. wasn't... His mm-hmm. man management was awful. Obviously, he played possession-based football. It was sideways and backwards, so we didn't score nowhere near as many as we obviously have done this year. And he just didn't appreciate oh, anything. 
he never took responsibility <laughs> for anything. And I think that's the difference with Rob Edwards, is he's come in. The positivity he's shown to the players, like the commitment and the trust he's shown in the players. Obviously, he didn't really sign anybody in January because he believes that that squad of players is enough to do the job. And even though, like you said, we don't have a lot of fans, he appreciates the fans we do have, which obviously yeah. Cooper didn't. He, he always tried to compare us to teams like Swindon Town. It was yeah. always like, you know, on away games, like Swindon would take a load of fans. Obviously, Bradford, themselves, you know, they take, I think you took more fans to Rochdale, didn't you, than Rochdale at home? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's only, it's only half an hour away, but we, I mean, that's that's usually the that's the first time, Chris, that they've ever announced that attendance and admitted that we had more fans than them. They usually, we, we usually sell two and a half, three thousand tickets, and they announce three thousand nine hundred fans, and it's like, and but they announced that we've only taken fourteen hundred, and it's awesome, it's, it's stupid. But the same thing happened with Tramir as well, like, obviously, they took more fans to. Um, Salford, yeah, and obviously Salford had home fans, and I mean, you know, then like I ain't gonna lie to you, like that sort of support. I mean, I'm jealous of that sort of support because I would love to go in a, a massive pack of fans like that, pack out a stadium, and just you know, obviously that don't happen. It's not always great. It's not it's, always great. What's things great about the Forest Green fans is the old general. They're from that area. You don't really, you don't really meet f- many new Forest Green fans now, unless they've come through the whole Dale Vince vision and what he's brought to the club. But the vast majority are people from the area that have been brought up supporting this local club coming through. And I think yeah. we kind of, we kind of forget about that. And I think we've been critical before about going, oh, they've got no fans, blah, blah. but they are. They're. A, Traditionally, they're a tiny, tiny club that have been shot up. Yeah, well, like you said, obviously there's like, what, five and a half thousand people yeah. in Nailsworth. And to be fair, majority of the fans don't even come from Nailsworth. They come from like Stroud, Stonehouse, Cam, Dursley, like the sort of surrounding areas. But the problem is there are a lot of Swindon fans around in Stroud as well. Mm. And I mean, there are, well, actually there's loads of Swindon fans and Bristol Rovers fans. A few Bristol City. So it's... It is tough to draw the fans in, but obviously he's got this new grain past, which is going to be just off the junction uh, of the M5. There was a bit of an uproar about it because he's moving the club like 10 minutes away. It's not like your MK Don's Wimbledon scenario, which some people's compared it as. I mean, obviously that's completely different. He's moving it for better access. I mean, I don't know if you've been down to Forest Green. Not yet. We've got you in a. We've got you in a, about. I think late March, early April. I think we're playing. The access. Guys. You'll see what I mean. The access is absolutely atrocious for, you know, when you're playing. Like you said, like in League One, when you've got your your Sunderland, your Portsmouth, like all these teams, even teams like Plymouth that travel really well, yeah. and you know, even even a team like Wigan. I mean, you know, they're not one of the biggest clubs in the world, but they're still a big club, really, for a League One standard. They're, they're, still they're a recent Premier League side as well, aren't they? Like, not that yeah. long ago, they're in the Premier mm-hmm. League. How many how many away fans can, can you guys hold, just out of curiosity? Uh, about one, I think the Newport game sold out and they had like 1,224. 
Interesting. We'll see if we can uh, see see what we do because I think Forest Green is probably one where we will we will travel in numbers. It's yeah. we've got to see the the, the, the champions, um, and I think a lot of people feel a bit aggrieved about that game earlier this season. But I think um, what I am going to do is I'm going to if anyone else has got nothing else to add, or have you got anything else that you want to touch on about Forest Green, guys? Just before we say thank you very much to Sean and we uh, we let him go on. Um, He's got to go and cook some lettuce and get himself ready for But no, Sean, cheers. Thank you. Honestly, here's, here's the thing, right? Finding a forest green fan is very difficult. So I'm going to give myself yeah. a little pat on the back as well because not only, I found one that was willing to come on. It's, it's insane. There's not many of you about. You like gold dust. But yeah, um, honestly, thank you very much for coming on. No, and, I appreciate uh, that, man. Thanks for having me again. Well, I mean, listen, if you struggle next season and you're looking like you're heading back down, we'll have you on again to talk about what's going to happen the season after. But um, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, no, so, guys, say your goodbyes. Thank you very Cheers, much. Man. Thank you. All the best for the rest Take of the care. season. Yeah, cheers, Sean. So, thanks very much to Sean for coming on, guys. Just guys, good guy, guy. You know what? That was that was. I'm really glad, and it was it was nice to also talk about like um, obviously the vegan stuff. Obviously, you know he is he's been a fan of them since you know since he was at school. I found that really enjoyable just to listen to, to, to you know the outlook and the future that they've got planned and and I, as I've said before I, I hate saying it but they their team for me really really impressed me every single week uh, and and you know it's just um, it, it's dream well for them it is dream well but this is football isn't it and this is why we love football yeah I'm, this is what, I'm just what we do interested it. to see how far the club can go and how far this project of Forest Green can go. I'm excited for their new their new development. I spoke about it last week. And yeah, it, it just intrigues me as as watching the club grow. It's it's gonna be um it's quite I, I don't really think any anyone really sees them as a as a rival as, as such. Like I certainly don't. Obviously, I, you know, when they're in the same league, you don't want anyone to beat you, but I'll be looking if in them at them in League One and I'll I'll be hoping that they do well. Do you yeah, the you big one, to... which I think he touched on, was Tranmere. Tranmere seems to be their big... It's, it's not like a local derby, but it's because mm. they've always been competing for the same thing. Yeah, and he, always... he, mentioned, he mentioned that a lot of Tranmere's sort of animosity wasn't towards Forest Green, was it? It was towards the manager yeah. uh, for a period of time. So Managers, is... they both were always fighting on around the playoffs of the National League, both fighting for promotion, and now they're both fighting for the league to number one spot. So they always seem to be on level pegging with each other just now. So yeah, it's interesting to watch the two of them and kind of almost like a new rivalry develop in football. It's strange. So we'll move on from him. We'll hopefully see him next season when they're looking at relegation. No, I'm joking. But we did say we'd have him back on if that <laughs> happened. Um, just want to touch something we touched on last week because we do, like we thought, we spoke about the bottom of the league and then we uh, we sort of look at sometimes the, the league below. Chesterfield. Um, Rowe was suspended. We all saw what he, what he did and what he said, but they then sacked him. What did he do? Tell us what, what happened to you. I don't know. We can't. No. Basically, no. well, what had, what had happened was he was. Caught... You know, I can't do that. 
Yeah, so he was caught basically saying something to a fan and uh, offering them out, but uh, apparently there'd been a few disciplinary issues with him, so he was sacked. Um, and then obviously today, incredible news. Incredible news. Paul Cook, that is, again, showing the conference's power. Yeah. Mad. Absolutely mad sign. Do you know what? I was gutted for them at the weekend. Um, because it looks it looked <laughs> like they were gonna be doing a job 2-0 up on Stockport, and I was like, get in there. Big Scott Loach keeping a clean sheet, and I was like, here we go. And then they got a man sent off, and then they conceded another two. And a Dave Challoner team <laughs> does Dave Challoner things, and he comes back and grabs another point. I was just hoping it was a massive six pointer and they could have extended that lead at the top. I'm pretty sure as well. I'm pretty sure I saw Dave Challoner doing the fist pump thing to the fans and kissing the badge at full time. I don't know if you saw that, Grant, but uh, <laughs> no. uh, so so guys, we've got we've got about ten minutes left. Um, last week, me and Chris got into a discussion about Bradford. We're not going to do that this week without <laughs> mediation and time management from Grant. Um, but what we're going to do as well is we're going to also speak to Grant because Hartlepool didn't play in the league on Saturday, Grant. Nope, we did not. Why not? Tell us, Grant, <laughs> where were you? I uh, well, said last week, FA Cup fourth round with Crystal Palace. What a game. It was, it was, I didn't expect a win out of it. We lost 2-0. But do you know what the big win out of this game for me was just football. The, the atmosphere was great. Palace fans were great. Our fans were phenomenal. They got on really well, and it was almost like we built a relationship with another club I'm in the Premier League. And one of the huge things that came out of it was Crystal Palace, their club put out that they were doing, wanting to raise the funds to help with Graham Lee's wife's brain tumour. Because yeah. they were saying it's something like 60 grand a year needed I'm to fund the treatment for her brain tumour. Wow, and bad. Palace started sharing it. Um, Palace got involved in it and the funds went up to 80,000 over that weekend. Wow. So phenomenal, phenomenal support from Crystal Palace fans. And do you know what? I would love to be able to see pre-season, us get a pre-season friendly with Crystal Palace, with that relationship that's been built. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Palace fans have said that they'll look out for our results now. And I think a few are going to their away games that are closer down that way as well if Palace aren't at home. So yeah, it's phenomenal weekend overall as in just the sport of football. It's what it's all about for me. And I think I think on that that point there as well, you want that you want that friendly at home, don't you? Because you know they're, be they're not they're not they're not going to sell they're not going to sell their ground out for for Hartlepool, but you guys are going to sell yours out for Crystal Palace. Exactly, not for a friendly. It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be but great. You, you guys will. And it, it, do you know? To be fair, you've had a good week. Um, Tuesday, you went one nil down to. Uh, ridiculous goal absolutely ridiculous goal and it, it showed a lot of character I think to come back from 1-0 down and, and uh, yeah spank obviously I know Barrow down the bottom but still convincingly yeah win quite convincingly yeah. I said two great goals from Molyneux Omar Bogle opening his goal scoring campaign at home with us so yeah really happy to get him off the mark and get a well-needed win like that for us, I think. And I think yeah. it'll push us going forward. Reverted back to 4-3-3 as well. So it's, I think, it's only going to be positive. So what do you think, then, 
going forward, you've got Crawley away this weekend. Obviously, you're still on the one away win this season. I think you are, aren't you? One away win this season, yeah. Which we won't talk about because we're not talking about Bradford in this podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, yes. And finally. Yeah. Um, Crawley away this weekend. Um, to be fair, Grant, you've got... A, we spoke about the, the runs that Walsall have got, that, that you know, uh, Scunthorpe have got. Yours ain't much better. You've got Crawley, a Crawley away, then Tranmere at home. Then yep. Sutton at home. You, I mean, you, you're lucky that you've got them games at home, but you've got that 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 Walsall game, which it's away again. So that, I can't. It's it's difficult. I on next five games, three of them are away. So I, looking at the the run of things and how things have gone this season, you've got to think the maximum out of those three games is three points. It's three draws think- as, a, as a best case scenario. But unless you pull some out of the bag. Do you know what I think we're, we are with the business that we've done in January? Um, I think we're going to be looking at almost a different second kind of, I was going to say second half to the season. Um, yeah, I think the business that's been done is going to make it completely different, especially now if we're going to be playing 4-3-3 going forward. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more positive about away games. I can see he's picking up more points. Um, I hope so. Yeah, he's I got to change at some point for you, hasn't he? I can he's see. Got, he's, I'd love drop. to pick up a point at Crawley at the weekend. Um, Tranmere—that's it's going to be hard. I don't think anyone can say, "Yeah, we're good. we expect a win against Tranmere," even though we're at home. It's going to be a tough game. Sutton, always a tough one. Um, the, both <laughs> national league teams last season had a bit of history. They won the league. They're flying high. Always a tough place, or always a tough team to play because they're physical. Mm. Colchester and Walsall, I, I think I think we'll take six points out of those two games. I, I hope you do. I, I genuinely hope you do. I really hope that you, you get another at least another away win this season because yeah, I, I, I don't I don't want to be that I don't want to be that statistic. I don't know about you, Chris, <laughs> but I really don't want to be that 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 in twenty years time when I when I go and visit Hartlepool away and I'm sat in a pub doing a quiz and it's in the 2021-22 yeah. season. Hartlepool won one away game. Fuck off. Straight yeah. out of Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, but i tell you what, it's interesting. We just mentioned about Sutton. And to be honest here, we haven't mentioned Sutton in any of the podcasts, have we? And how well their, their season's going. Uh, they yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned the amount of money that they had to spend pre-season and where they are in comparison to, to where I thought they would have been. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they've 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 kind of just gone under the radar and they've just carried on to going under the radar, even though they are in the playoff positions. And, uh, you know, it's a phenomenal. They're not just in the playoff positions, the two points outside of automatic. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that they're fourth, I mean, they have got, uh, Mighty well, the team that I'm I, I'm particularly going on about quite a lot at the moment, Mansfield, who again won again. And we were talking as well earlier on as well, by the way, about um great goals. Research. Oh, Research. That was ridiculous. Wow. That's what you want in it. That's what you want from a player that you just want a player. Any team in this league wants a player that is not afraid to just run. And run wow. and run at players, run at defenders, and then just. I think the last time I saw it, like we had that was was Naki Wells. Yeah, he because he he scored goals like, but it, the goal was in, was incredible. Like, it do you know the last time that we was. had that? 
Was it for, re- was it resource for you? It was resource last season. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, was Mike Fondop earlier this no, season. It was resource last season, and then he went on. To, he went on to Mansfield. Yeah, controversially, yeah. but what a goal! That's the sort of stuff that I'd loved watching him do last season. He's yeah. see when he gets the ball on his feet and he just runs. He just does some sort of magic. He's got skills that he can do in nowhere. Yeah, I think now he's certainly found his feet in League Two, which I think a lot of people weren't sure if he would be able to step up. Because he's done it in the past where he's really struggled. But he's built himself physically as a player. And yeah, he's doing great at Mansfield. What a goal at the weekend. I am, yeah, phenomenal. Disgusting. It should that that's that goal shouldn't be happening at League Two football. It just shouldn't, but it just shows that this league can be either the worst league in the world or it can produce some of the best. So, guys, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on on Bradford because, and I'm gonna let Grant lead the conversation. Um, since last week, a win and a loss. Yeah, very oh. disappointed. Loss, very disappointing loss against Harrogate. Um, I felt that we were dominant in the first half, um, but then the they came, they had a chance, scored, and the rest is history with that game. There was obviously a lot of uh, talk on Twitter, social media about Adams out. I may have said something similar. I was going to say, was that just your account? Um, <laughs> I said that I don't. I, I didn't feel that he believed in the club enough. Obviously. I, I imagine that someone's probably had a go. I had a chat with him and said, listen, you need to stop abusing the fans. And, and a very nice win on Tuesday, to be honest. Um, I thought we played some good football. Um, Hendry coming back um, on his debut. By the way, debut. by the way, Grant, I know you'd like incredible yeah, yeah, performance. Yeah, great. great. It, it was unreal performance. It, um, it, it was great. Just get a bombing up, a bombing down the right-hand side. Um Without a care in the world, going for everything, uh, and, he, and he's a city fan, isn't he as well? Yeah, a local local so, lad as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, his entire lads. family, his entire family's played for us. Well, yeah, that's it. And uh, but yeah, I think I think things are a bit more positive. We've got Exeter on Saturday. Fingers yes. crossed that we can turn in a corner. I, I I think we are, and I think I think I, I said to you at the game last week. I felt like we were starting to turn a corner for a, a, a few weeks. It's just be, because we've been... I can't remember the last game I went to or the last game that I saw where we came away from it and we were like, we were the worst side by far, like for the whole game. We've had yeah. that. It's been such a it's been such a strange season, but we go into this Saturday, I'm, I'm buzzing. I think that we've got a, a, good, a, a, a great chance. Exeter, I mean, this is be the fourth time we've played them this season. No, I think it isn't it the is it the fourth? Fifth. 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 It's the fifth time, yeah. As long as there. Exeter remember the amount of substitutes that they're allowed to <laughs> use. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't yeah. see any issues at this game. I am um, no. I think this I think if you see views had lost on Tuesday, I think this would have would have had a totally different discussion. And I, I think questions we asked questions last week of how long do you give Adams? I um, I think yeah, with the Walsall job might not have been the only one that we may have been discussing this week. Yeah, I agree. That's my I'm feeling I'm, on it. I'm buzzing. I'm so happy that we got that win on Tuesday. It yeah. was, it was, it Amazing. was, it was scrappy. It was scrappy. 
but it was it was a good kind of scrappy. It's, a, it's about time we had one of those scrappy games where we were the team that that, that came out on top. And yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll take it. We go into this Saturday. You've got to be confident. Quick question, Chris Hendrick coming in. Do you think that's the end of of, of Threlkeld? No. With how we've set no, the defence up now, I, I don't think it is. But I, I can't see him. There's no way he's getting back in the team. But do you, um, so, what, so what happens to him? Does he stay at the club and I think, fight for his think, place, or do you think he stays with us till the end of the season and, and goes? Well, he's then? got two year. He's got two year deal, hasn't he? Unless he obviously somebody else picks his, up his contract, uh, I can see Thurko being here for another year. Uh, I think that actually he was performing okay in the previous games. However, when Hendry played, it was yeah, chalk and cheese. We said we said against. Uh, what did we play last week when we we. When we were there, we were on the last Tuesday. I can't remember who it was. We were sat together, and we we both said that Threlkeld was no, no. Crawley was the Saturday. Late, I think. In, Orient, late in Orient. But when, when, and we sat there. And we both said Threlkeld's been really yeah. good. And then yeah. on Saturday against Harrogate, he didn't have a bad game. I didn't think he no. had a bad game. Obviously, what happened happened. But yeah. anyway, so we yeah. go into this weekend, Grant. You. Want to get a point against Crawl against Crawley this weekend? Do you think you can get? A, do you think? I mean, you've said you're going to set up a bit differently. Why? Why wait until Colchester and and Walsall to get those wins? Why do you not think? Well, I think by the way, I think we can have. I think we can have a right good go at Crawley. I really do. They're not that far ahead of us in the grand scheme so. of things in the table. I um, we've got a game in hand on them as well. I um, we beat Crawley. We beat Crawley. We beat Crawley. We win our game in hand. I. Um, then we're bang level pegging with them, and we're back there in the the midst of it. I um, I do think you see if we're setting up four three three again, I don't see any reason why we can't take the win against Crawley. I um, but it is just getting that confidence away from home for Hartlepool. So I'm going to say you're going to win. I'm going to say you're going to win this week. I, I hope they do. I really, I I, do you know, I, I, it's been a joke. It has been a running joke. And like I mention it every time Hot, uh, Hartlepool are playing away. I always make the joke, oh, you away then. Oh, you won't be winning the Ducks, I, I the Ducks got a break at some point for them. Yeah. And I think, so we're not going to go on scores. Don't, I'm not interested in what scores you think it's going to be. I think we'll have a really good game this weekend. I think you guys could have a potential really good game. And I think next week we can... Uh, we can evaluate my guesses on League Two's bottom yeah. five teams, but guys, unless you've got anything else to say, it, how was well weird was that to wrap Bradford up in five minutes? That's weird. No, right. Baby, everyone will be buzzing that you used to stop talking about Bradford. <laughs> Last week, I started falling asleep with you. It's been hard, man. It has been. There's been time <laughs> where I've been it. Oh, Jer- I Jeremy know. Kyle was cancelled, so we had no place to talk about it. But here. Um, <laughs> But we're there. Do you know what? It wouldn't be genuinely. It wouldn't be a football season as a Bradford fan if this that wasn't a conversation at some stage. Um, so, guys, anything else you want to add? Do you want to? We next week we've got a Mansfield fan coming on. Um, we said afterwards. Who was it? You, your Carlisle fan, Chris? I really, I really hope Mansfield continue winning, so we don't have to like bring them on in a bad mood. Like that. Yeah. Be- yeah, I Mansfield. said those exact words to him because originally he was going to come on this week and he couldn't do it. And I just, he said, oh, I can do next week. I said, I hope to Christ you keep this run going because it's going to be so, and I'll cancel on him. I'll cancel I mean, if I'm you glad, they lose I'm this I'm glad week. it wasn't this week because they, they weren't playing and they were meant to be playing us. So I'm kind of glad it wasn't this week. Be interesting. Won't it? Well, guys, um, aside from that, I've got nothing else to add. So I'm going to say bye. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you guys say bye if you want to, or you can just carry on chatting. Oh, do, you want me, do, you want, do you want me to say goodbye to everyone? 
Go on, you say goodbye. Ah, I don't get to say goodbye to everyone very often. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to the Lower League Look. I've been Grant. That, that's Liam. That wasn't what you think it was, by uh, the way. I was I was saluting <laughs> like that. That is that is Chris. Everyone, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, share. follow us on Spotify, rate us. Just remember, you can rate us. Give us five stars. Say whatever the hell you like about us. We don't care. Yeah. We just want the rating. I am, um, but yeah, give us a listen and give us a bit of feedback. Tell us what you want. If you've got any viewers that you want to share, give us a message. Come on, on. We've been the lower league look.